fucking cow on the road. So what um what did you buy? I bought some. They're by uh, Waterfowl, something Waterfowl Industries. But I got them from this website called uh, Nupsum Decoys. Okay. Uh, and I bought some some crow silhouettes. So you're gonna go kill the shit out of them just for shits and giggles, or are you gonna eat them? Well, me and me and my buddy Bree, we ate two last year, and they were pretty good. They kind of taste like speck. They were more beefy, and they didn't have that you know that duck gamey to them. They tasted more beefy than anything. Okay. They're pretty dang good. See, everybody out here, we just kill them and throw them in the ditch. Well, that's what everybody down here does. Because, uh, like, there's no rules for hunting them. And then one of the guys I work with, he's going to give me a shit ton of du- or of, uh, of just unprocessed uh, crows. Because every year at their deer lease, they have a crow killing contest. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah he we, said he'd give me all of the ones they killed. That's awesome. We we actively try to kill them, but yeah. Um, we're talking last year, just you know, joking around like, ah, fuck it, we'll kill some and then try to eat them. And of course, as soon as we said that, they stopped flying by us. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how it works. Well, we but. started. We we hunted them one day because we were duck hunting on a farm pond and we just got gar hold, which birds weren't all that good last season anyway. But we didn't see anything. But there's a bunch of damn uh, crows flying over. So me and my buddy we killed we killed two or three just in the five minutes while we were packing shit up to leave. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to fucking kill some and actually try it. I, I want to. Just oh, yeah. I want to eat everything. I, I've got no qualms about trying anything. Um, yeah. And then how many people do you know that eat fucking crow? None. And I, would, I wouldn't I would mind fucking with people. Oh, yeah. Feeding them it and telling them oh, it was something else. Yeah, you know, this is a nice, you know, this is mallard. This is a nice yeah. mallard that I killed. It's a, a, a wild New Guinean quail. Yes, quail. We don't even fucking have quail here. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, I can tell them it's like fucking... Um, we don't have them here. If you go north a little bit, we got ruffled grouse. They call it a ruffled grouse. Oh, really? Yeah. Those things See, are fucking... I want to hunt those. Those are neat birds. The only thing I've ever read about ruffled grouse came out of those... Uh, those uh those those hatchet books that i read in like first grade oh yeah gary paulson yep oh yeah i remember reading those i think we read them in in seventh grade yeah so uh, survival series we were reading yeah so when we were in you know middle school and elementary school we had to take these uh these tests on the computer called reading counts so when we were like juniors we had to we had to take tests on a different thing. They changed it to a program called Scholastic Reader. Well, they That's didn't log. Did. Yeah, well, they didn't log all the shit that we did on uh, on damn reading counts. So I retook every Hatchet book, uh, the Gary Paulson Lawn Boy books, all the Hank the Cow Dogs, all that shit by memory when I was like a senior. 
and I didn't read a single book my senior year. Hell yeah. Fuck the system. I found a (laughs) loophole. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to try now. Ruffle, have you ever seen, do you have those by you or no? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're more of a northern bird or, or whatnot. They're neat. I want to say I want to say they're a northern one, but I think I saw some at the Oklahoma City Zoo one time. That makes sense. So um, during the spring walleye opener, when we're up there fishing, um, mm-hmm. that's their mating season, and you can see them like they'll sit like right at the river's edge, and they'll beat their wings uh, trying to attract a mate, and it's so cool. It, it sounds like someone. Like if you took a towel and just waved it really fast, it's like kind of what it sounds like. But it's it starts huh. out slow and then it gets incredibly fast and just stops. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. Have you ever got really close to an eagle? Oh fuck yeah! I've been within five feet of them. So, me and my buddy Reed and uh, another another buddy uh, ours, we went floating down the Costot River, which is right by. Our, Right by our house, we floated down to some of the cabins we got, and uh, there was two of them. There was a an adolescent, which its its coat was still or its feathers were still all mottled up, and it didn't have a pure white head. It's still kind of brown. Yeah, it was kind of brown and mottly, you know, or mottled m o t t l e d, that yeah. word. And then there, and it was fucking huge. Like I got a fourteen foot kayak or a canoe. A single person and it stretched its wings out and it fucking hung over either side of it and then there was a female that or we guess it was a female but it was fully grown so it had a white head and you know the white wingtips and all that shit oh yeah and, and it was probably half the size of it and we watched it walk along the ground and hop and all, it was super cool there's a, the big ones are supposed to be like a six foot wingspan we so um up where my parents' cabin at, my dad and I are fishing one morning, and uh, we saw something swimming in the water, kind of funny. We're wondering what it was, and uh, it was an eagle that went to go pick something up, but fucked up the landing and just slammed into the water, and kind of like, like, um, it kind of looked like someone doing a backstroke back to shore, and it, it got up right in front of our cabin, and we got pretty close to it where you could see it really good. It was kind of stunned, and we ended up calling, you know, uh, DNR to come check it out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it kind of, it recovered before it before DNR got there, and it flew away like nothing happened. But yeah, I've been pretty close to them. They're they're huge, really cool birds. Oh yeah. We see them up there. It, it's amazing when we when my parents first bought the cabin uh, in 2004. You didn't see a whole lot of them, but you saw some every day, like two or three. And then it got to where we're seeing. You know, now we're seeing uh, 20 a day, which is not yeah. uncommon at all. And they've even moved down to where we're starting to get nesting pairs in Illinois. Oh, wow. See. That's pretty incredible. In in our area, I, have, I haven't seen a whole awful lot of them. Those are the only two gold, or, uh, uh, Amer- you know, bald eagles that I've ever seen in this area. But we used yeah. to have a whole bunch of gold eagles that stayed around here believe those we don't see those too often but i believe those are just a hair smaller if i'm not mistaken they i they look smaller but i've never seen one close yeah we we used to have one uh we had a nest that they had 
like moved from that was up in a tree in a, a clear cut that bordered some of our property. Okay. Do they uh, do they make a giant ass nest too? I'd imagine. Oh fuck yeah, dude! It looks like a damn VW Bug. Yeah, that's exactly what you can see the bald eagle nests like from the boat because they're always along water, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're fucking gigantic. Like you could, it looks like you could like get inside it and curl up and oh still yeah, stretch out. See, now like where where my house is uh, and our our farm and stuff, we're like three miles from the lake, from DeQueen and Gillum Lake. So okay. we're like right in the middle of those two. And then Derek's Lake's not too awful far. So they're, I guess they, they swap around. Because I don't know what kind of migration, or not migration pattern, but their their range is. But I, I see them flying all over the place. They do migrate. They, uh, they'll go south in the winter. Like, even before they used to get super populated, or they got pretty populated, uh, during the winter months, you'd see them come down by us. Because we got rivers down here that stay open. Yeah, so they do migrate. Huh. See, uh, I don't know. Hey, have you ever read anything about damn uh, mountain lions? Yeah, they got them up by us as well. They're, okay. They actually, there's a few spotted in our area every year. Okay, so I did some reading. Uh, I found it in a game and fish hand- handout. So every year we we people catch you know mountain lions and all kinds of shit on game cameras all around us in the lake or around the lake in town everywhere but game of fish still says they're not in arkansas okay so the reasoning behind that is mountain lions have a have a 500 mile range so they'll make these big loops and they'll loop out and they'll look for they'll send a scout and they'll loop out, and they'll look for, for women and food. And if they don't find women or food better than the way they have at home, they'll just go back. But they'll keep these big, long, 500-mile swooping swooping loops around where their camp is. So they come in from Missouri, and I, I guess part of Kansas has them too. But they might, they might be the ones from Missouri just making loops. And that's why we see them all the time around here. But we don't actually have them. That's amazing. Yeah, so they they see them in Chicago every once in a while. Yeah, like um, I think there's one five or six years ago that was spotted like right outside downtown Chicago. But Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that one got there. But I remember, I remember it was on. It was a big deal on on the Chicago news. Or oh, we're tracking the mountain line. Everyone stay in your homes. It's unpredictable. And shit like that. <laughs> like stupid fucking people. That thing's not gonna go by you. Me and my odds are there's lots. There's lots of food to eat down there. Oh fuck yeah! They got a hot dog joint every block. Oh hell yeah, damn Chicago deep dish fucking pizza. Oh Gino's East fresh. Oh fuck. Oh no, it'd be like. uh, Oh shit! You ever seen that movie Open Season? Oh fuck, a long time. Where the where the where the deer and the bear break in that gas station, and they just go ape shit. On them woohoo bars. That's what I that think damn, so. That's what that damn mountain lion would do. So we had a black bear go through my town back when I was in high school. Yeah. Which there isn't bears in Illinois. Huh. But this one, this one made it to my from wherever the fuck it came from, Wisconsin. It's like I'm, I'm like right on the Illinois Wisconsin border, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it went through our town, and I guess they shot it a couple towns south of me. So I wonder See, what their home range is. You'd, fi- you'd figure y'all would have them being near, like, the Great Lakes and everything. We don't. Our Great Lakes out here are all ports because they used uh, Lake Michigan as a shipping port, like, pretty much the whole coast Oh, between Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, and, and Michigan. It's all ports. Oh, okay. So it's, it's incredibly populated until you get, like, north of Green Bay, and then it kind of gets a little more, you know. Huh. See, we got quite a bit out here. Uh, actually, Hadley's uncle, he actually he has one on his wall. He had to send the skull off to the uh, the Arkansas Game and Fish and have it checked out, and because they did like an age thing for everyone you kill. Yeah, uh, he had. I think I want to say he had to do a special permit for it. Oh, I'm for sure. Bear season. It's really cool though. So, so for Wisconsin, I believe a resident can buy a bear tag over the counter. Hey, but... and damn. In Oklahoma, you can buy a damn Sasquatch tag now. I saw that. That's just fucking... I want to know how many people are going to go there and buy a Sasquatch tag thinking that they're going to literally hunt Sasquatch and not... And not just for the novelty of, oh, yeah, I bought this tag as a joke. Every damn Texan that moves in there. No shit, though. Like, today... I had to drive. I went up and graduated Friday, so I was yep, up there near Tulsa. The what? Yeah, I seen that. We all made fun of your picture. Okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was coming home, and I was on the turnpike, and it was just me and Texans just foom 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 foom, and they were all hauling flat ass. So I was following them. So I ran about ninety all the way from Okmulgee all the way back home. Hell yeah. But, yeah, so on on Friday, Thursday afternoon and Friday afternoon, you cannot get through Broken Bow, Oklahoma, or Hochatown, Oklahoma at all. Like, it's there's more there's more Texas plates in McCurtain County on Thursday and Friday, or on the weekend, than there is on the Texas side of Texarkana on okay. a regular day. All right, here, here's my question for you. Texas people, they drive fast? Yeah, but they fucking suck at it. So they don't drive fast up here, but they always stay in the left lane, and it's fucking oh, annoying. Oh, fuck, yeah. They'll get in the left lane, and they'll drive, like, so there's two 70. different types. Yeah. They well, do there, 70. There's, there's, like, two different types. There's the Texans that get in the fast lane, just haul dick, and if you try to pass them, they'll drive faster. And then there's the ones who just hog the left lane and drive like five miles over the speed limit see i think we're getting liberal texans up here in chicago area which would make sense because of chicago but yeah in, in illinois even the liberals in illinois know how this works unless they're the really feminine liberals they haven't figured it out yet right lane yeah. right lane is speed limit we're, all our highways are pretty much four lanes wide now so right yeah. lane speed limit second one from the right is five over Third one from right is seventy to eighty or uh, seventy-five to eighty, and then uh, the left lane's eighty to eighty-five and above, depending on your mood. 
No yeah. exceptions. Nobody gets a pass. Even the fucking yeah. cops know it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, most of our shit is two-lane highway. Or, like, when I was driving back from Okmulgee, uh, it was four lanes, but it was two on one side. It was separated with a divider. So, the yeah. speed limit 75 or 80. And so, you know, right line is speed limit. The, uh, the fucking left lane is the hauling ass lane. And if you go into the divider, that's the fucking cowboy lane. That's for when you really need to pass somebody. We've, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. We passed people on a fucking medium before. Sometimes it's got to be done. Yeah, I mean, the shoulder, that's the cowboy lane. Just fucking Absolutely. get in there and try to keep your hat on your head and keep your shit in your fucking ass. Hell, yeah, because got, we got rumble strips up here on our fucking uh, medians. Yeah, everything's like, rumble strips. And it shakes the shit out of you. We passed the fucking... Uh, this is where a long time ago, and my buddy um, bought a brand new Cummins, and yeah. he's driving all over, fucking showing it off and shit. We're flying down the highway, uh, hauling ass after this dude in a sport bike who wanted to race us, so we're doing 90-95 down the highway, and some fucking douchebag and a Prius is in the left lane doing 70. <laughs> so he hops on the fucking median doing like 95. And the entire shit's ass. just shaking. Oh, my God. That, that truck, he bought it and immediately put a leveling kit and 35s on it. And it just fucking, oh, it was like floating. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Because, like, all the good shit that you have placed perfectly on your dash so it won't roll off. Oh, Like, it's your gone. sunglasses, your hat, all that good shit. Fucking flashlight up on the dash. All that good shit that's in good arm's reach. All on the fucking floorboard. Or the back seat. Oh, fuck. Yeah, if you hit it hard enough. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened. It was fun, though. We had a damn good time doing it. So, in high school, one of my buddies, which I'm not going to say his name because he's a, a pillar of the community now, and he took over his father's multi-million dollar business, but oh, they, had this, they had this raggedy-ass, or he drove this raggedy-ass, like, 2,000-model Chevrolet three-quarter ton. Extended cab, four-wheel drive, that's 6 thing had like 260,000 miles on it. And if you didn't keep your foot on the gas, it would fucking die if it got oh. cold. So, uh, but it was a good-ass truck. Like, it just, it never didn't die. And I watched him flood it out before, trying to cross a damn river to get back to, to check some cows one time. But uh, anyway, so we used to call it uh, trial by fire. So whenever we'd hang out with somebody new, we'd go drive through this damn clear cut on his lease. And it had this huge, so you you do this real sharp S curve, and it was always muddy right there. So you just send it and let it hang out. And then you'd come out on this little straight stretch, little logging, like a fire break road. And there was a damn bar ditch across it. And you would hit that shit at 45 or 50 and the second you touch ground, you had to whip it back into a clear cutter. You drive off a cliff. Jesus fuck. And we would do that shit every fucking Friday. And we try to get new people to hang out with us just to scare the shit out of them. So one day we were doing it. And his little brother. So he was a year older than me. And his little brother was a year younger than me. So we got some of his little brother's friends uh, in the back seat, And one of them was a big old boy. Probably six, six foot three, probably 275 pounds. And he's in the back of this damn extended cab Chevrolet pickup. 
with uh, two other guys. Jesus. So we hit it, and all the shit that was on the dash, there was like a speaker on the dash because the radio didn't work in that bitch. It lands up in the back seat, ends up breaking his little brother's glasses. There's a <laughs> damn tire iron that was underneath the back seat, fucking wounds up in my lap. There's a cowboy hat underneath the back seat that we had just wore it like a FFA, uh, like we had done our our uh, like our prom our prom float or a homecoming float for FFA. We'd wore it yep. in there as a costume. Well, it comes out, bounces off the dash, and lands on his head while he's driving. That's how Jesus. fucking hard we hit it. So we all, after we finish, we go to Walmart because that's what you do in a small town. You just drive to Walmart and Sonic and then through the car dealerships because that's the only shit to do. Uh, when we got to Walmart, we all got out, and we looked at that damn extended cab, that little fold-up seat, and that yep. sucker was just crushed in the middle. Just a perfect fucking bow where that big sucker was sitting in the middle. It never folded up after that. Jesus. So, sounds like a near-death experience almost. Well, it was a planned near-death experience. We did that shit every fucking weekend. (laughs) Religiously. You remember that that guy who was on uh, my buddy Lopez, Brandon Lopez? Yeah. So we're doing some electrical work at his house, bringing power, uh, refeeding his garage and bringing power to a shed. Yeah. So he had uh, he had uh, USIC come out and Julia's yard and, you know, check where all the utilities and shit are so we don't hit them while we're trenching. Yeah, that call before you dig stuff. Yeah, this fucking guy did a horrible job. In the first two feet of trenching, we blow right through a fucking gas line. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting like, I smell gas. I shut the trencher off, lift the fucking blade up, and look down. Sure, shit, there's a gas line sitting there. Like, oh, fuck. Run, shut the gas off. Call fucking NICOR. There's a fucking armadillo just crossed the road in front of me. Hey, those are bulletproof. I'm about to see if they are. No, they're fucking not. Let me hit my truck sideways. I gotta get my damn pistol on me. You gonna shoot that thing on the fucking air? Huh? Wait for it. Where'd that son of a bitch go? Oh shit. it. It went up in the corral by the cows. Son of a bitch. Damn it. Is it legal? Is there any laws against shooting those? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I don't they think kind so. Like a ro- they're kind of like a rodent, aren't they? Like a rat? I know they're a pest because we've had cows break their fucking legs stepping on armadillo holes. Yeah, see, I thought they had the same deal like uh, prairie dogs. They, they probably are are the same exact thing. I don't know. You got weird laws down there by you. It's like another country by you guys. Uh, yeah, it's almost like a different state. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you uh, what you been doing to get ready for season? Seeing as how it starts in eleven days. Um. Well, dove season is what I'm going after first. 
that's what I've been trying to do for a little bit. So I've been taking uh, sunflower seeds and stuff and spreading them out so they'll they'll sprout up a little bit on wet spots. Nice. Uh, there in this field. Like the other day, I went up to feed calves, and uh, I know I jumped up probably sixty or so, or so, just jumping back and forth. And we have. Uh, so there in the pasture, we got a lot of milkweed growing up because it's a cow pasture. We don't ever cut hay off of it. So it's got a bunch of native grass and, and milkweed and stuff like that. And most of it's like seed bearing. So uh, so they'll go back and forth between that. But they've been hanging out in these two, there's these massive post oak trees out in the middle. And they'll fly back b- between one in one field and one in another. And... Then they'll get up on the fence line. So I bought a couple. I bought six, uh, just clip-on dove decoys. Yep, yep. And I'll. I'm just gonna keep getting them. And there's a there's a pretty small pond right there that they stay on, and we can get behind the levee while they cross over. So we might do that. Uh, but mostly, I've just been trying to get something sprouted up so they'll be on the ground eating, and then. Uh, and then training them, putting bird seed in the middle of the road for, you know, a couple of days, which we can, I'm not going to hunt it when it's, you know, I'm not going to hunt bait, but, yeah. uh, but I've been doing that just to get them trained up. So they'll be over there looking and, okay. uh, that, and then Hadley's supposed to be getting permission from some farmers that live around where his dad lives to get us some permission to uh, hunt geese off their fields. Oh, hell yeah. That's what for we early, do. Yeah, for early goose. Very nice, very nice. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. Um, we are... Um, we are cutting a field. We got a pasture, a sheep pasture. We're going to cut that down to pretty much dirt. And yeah. then what we do is we just set out a couple spinners and take pass shots as they come on by. Yeah. So that's last year, which last year we dove hunted a whole bo- a whole lot just because at, at that point in time, we were all, everybody was back from school because COVID, they were doing it online and I was back home working during my internship. So we dove hunted all the damn time. And luckily, you know, we had a lot of water, and, a, and it was pretty hot last summer. So a lot of people got a couple extra cuttings of hay. So we'd get on a fresh-cut hay meadow and eat there because a lot of that stuff's seed-bearing. Yeah. So they'd come and pick that, the you know, fresh-cut hay, and we'd hunt over that. We got cold really quick in our season so we uh all our doves moved out pretty much oh yeah pretty much uh by the end of september unfortunately um say so, yeah, we would go like after work for like an hour a couple times a week so yeah you know, you'd, you'd go out shoot two or three and go back in so for the whole yeah. season between my neighbor and i we probably killed 40 of them that's probably what we did. We never caught, killed a whole awful lot in one, you know, in in one hunt. But we'd kill pretty steady. We killed seven, seven or so every time we went yeah. out. Did I ever tell you about the uh, the cooler I found before a, a dove hunt? No, 
I know, and it sounds like a good story. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so we were going dove hunting one morning, but later that day, I had to leave and I had to move in at college because I, yeah, I, I went to school for eight weeks. I went to school for eight weeks and then I'd go work for eight weeks. So I was going back up to school that day. So we figured we'd hunt a little bit, you know, just that morning. So I leave the house and I've got all my shit in, in the bed of my truck. So I take, I take my old truck hunting and I'm driving down the road and there's this damn brand spanking new blue, like a Atwood, like a cheap ass fake igloo cooler. Yeah. And it still has the lid on it. So I pull a Yui right in the middle of the damn highway, just flip my, fling around, go grab it, pick it up, and I haul ass go go dove hunting. Didn't even oh, open yeah. it. So we dove hunt. We probably killed probably 14 or so. We were hunting some real tall, like some pigweed and goat weed and shit like that. Just All right. hay that, or just grass that uh, the cows were eating there in a meadow. It wasn't cut for hay or anything. Uh, so we go. We, you know, we, we kill a mess, a mess of them. And, uh, then I leave, I don't even think about it. I just throw that cooler in my white pickup and I head off to college. So I go to the Walmart there in Okmulgee waiting for everybody to get up because we were going to camp that day. So I go and I buy some beer and buy some ice and I'm walking out of Walmart. I go over there and open up the cooler and a bungee cord across it. So I open up that damn cooler. There's a fucking goggle eye looking at me. What? It's like a fucking goggle eye, like the fish. Talking about walleyes? No, a goggle eye. That's probably not the correct term for them. That's just what I've always been. Uh, that's what they've always been called around me. Uh, but uh, so I I get up there and I open up the fucking cooler and that damn fish has been sitting in there with no water. It's like ninety degrees, so that stink just fucking hits oh. me like a freight train. And I didn't have another cooler, so I barehanded that fucking fish, threw it across the Walmart parking lot, dumped it out, poured a couple bottles of water in it, flushed it, sprayed some some bleach spray I had in it, fucking just threw my ice and my beer in there. Oh. So I didn't tell a single fucking soul about it until afterwards. So we're drinking beer there at the at the lake, and somebody's like, hey, Reed, you got, what are you drinking? And I think I was drinking Natter Days or... or bush light or something it's like yeah I got, I got some over there in that damn that in that blue cooler just grab one and grab one for me well he drinks it or he opens it up and he puts his nose up to me he's like oh shit like what do you mean he goes damn it smells like a fucking kansas city girl in here like what do you mean <laughs> he goes man motherfucker smells like fish you've been fucking trout fishing in there Letting them fucking marinate in there. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a fish in it. I found that cooler on the side of the highway this morning. Jesus Christ. I feel bad for anybody who had to smell that. Oh, dude, I used that cooler for, like, another three months, and I left it at the house, and then I stole my brother's. uh, He had, like, a fake Yeti cooler that came from Bucky's. It was a soft-sided cooler. Nice. Oh, it was fucking awesome. And then somebody left hot dogs in it. Oh, so, so some friends of ours had uh, their meat freezer, and you know it was full of deer. Yeah, and it failed, and oh, it was it sit in their laundry room. So I mean, yeah, well you do laundry once a week, once every two weeks. So they didn't know it was bad for oh 
I think it ended up being about a month, month and a half till I checked it because <laughs> till, till it started dripping water out of the fucking bottom. It never dripped. Oh shit! It was a newer freezer. It didn't have frost in it. It wasn't all iced over. Oh fuck! So month, month and a half goes by, and uh, they figured something died underneath their porch, and you know just whatever. Because it still had a good seal on the freezer, so the smell wasn't yeah. coming out. Until they realized it was coming out, they drugged that thing to the back of the fucking their property and left it there. Oh fuck so, yeah! So a couple years later, that cooler still sit or that that freezer still sitting out there. Big, it's a chest freezer, like coffin freezer, probably. Oh uh, fuck! One of those like it was like a three foot by seven foot, one of those bigger fuckers. Mm. So. Uh, we're pulling parts off this van that we're robbing for parts for our race car. And uh, we're going to send the rest of the van to the fucking scrapyard. They had um, they had a Chevy 350 in it, a Vortec 350, so we wanted the heads for our engine. Yeah. So, you know, took parts down that are good and shipped the rest. So we, uh, we're getting ready to scrap it and... Our buddy was in awe. He's like, that thing ain't worth a whole lot. You know, I might get a hundred bucks for it. It's not really worth my time to drive it to the scrapyard. May as well have somebody pick it up and just get 50 bucks for it. We're like, what if we can make it way more? He's like, well, what do you mean? It's like, we'll make it heavier. He's like, what, what are you going to do to it? It's a fucking, it, it was a rape band. It was a Chevy rape band. Hell yeah. So we put a lawnmower in there, a riding lawnmower. <laughs> And a snowblower. And for whoever was a poor bastard that had to crush that thing, we took that freezer and threw that in there, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, now, mind you, that freezer's been sitting there for two years. Oh, Un- my God. Unopened. Oh, dude, damn near puked loading that thing in there. It weighed, like, 150 fucking pounds. Oh, it was horrible. But we got it in there. Closed the doors, welded all the doors shut, and fucking <laughs> pulled it out of the trailer. So we went, I guess it was, uh, I think I was probably 15 or 16, and I was with my, my, my older brother. We went to one of his buddies' house. It was older. His dad made, like, retarded money. He worked for the railroad, but he did, like, hazmat jobs for the railroad. Okay. And uh, so he had this this yeti ice chest sitting out there it was probably a 65 70 quart one of the pretty long ones yeah. yeah and uh it's just sitting out in the front yard and it's always been sitting in their front yard and they live in a pretty nice community but they live in the very back end of this but it's an older you know neighborhood so it's sitting yeah. in their side yard and i'm like hey addy that's that's the his, the the sister's name. I was like, hey, hey, what the hell is in that damn cooler? She goes, Reed, do not open it. I was like, huh? But there's a deer in there. And this is like August. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And so her boyfriend's there. She's like, well, damn, that's a Yeti cooler. I wonder, if, damn, if her, uh, if her dad will give it to me if I clean it out. So he goes over and talks to her dad, and her dad's like, take that motherfucker. I don't care. Well, the dude opens it up right there, and I shit you not, fucking steam rises up out of that. Oh. Looks like, looks like a horror movie when you got a fog machine in it, just starts yeah. rising out. And all, all at once, 
there's no flies anywhere. All of a sudden, these big-ass green fucking just rotten meat flies just start coming from everywhere. Oh, it was it was so bad. We were probably oh. 35, 40 yards from it, and we we had to run off. So one of the guys, he goes inside and grabs a couple of bottles of bleach and just runs over there. He's got his, his nose covered, his mouth covered with a damn wet bandana, like some damn house fire shit, and runs over there and just pours these two gallons of bleach in it. Then it starts fucking bubbling. Like a damn smoke, like a witch's cauldron. The grossest shit I've ever, I've ever seen. I didn't throw up then, but I was pretty damn close. I did throw up when they left the hot dogs in my ice chest, though. Oh, uh, I can fucking, the worst, I can smell that. Oh, yeah, it's like 4D. It's fucking smell-o-vision. Oh, I, it's just, I... I all too well know exactly what that smells like. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. You kill a deer first of the season. You put it up on your front porch. You let it sit. Like, we normally let ours sit 14 days, you know, swapping ice and stuff. Well, you know, 14 days turns into a month if you, you know, if you're doing other shit. That oh, it yeah. happens. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of deer, my fucking butcher, they announced their last day is October 2nd. Why the fuck are they doing it after you have, because you still got what? When does y'all's deer season open up? October 1st. Oh, shit. Yeah, so October 2nd, they're closing. They they stopped taking, uh, they stopped taking uh, meat from farmers and, and stopped taking, honestly, everything. You said they, they were them. selling out, weren't they? Yeah, they sold to this Russian dude from was what I heard from my buddy who works there. So I don't know. I doesn't it sounds like the guy just bought the building. He didn't buy the business. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because the Wayne wait the place is called Wayne's Country Meats. And it's been uh it's been the meat market in the community for oh honestly, ever. Fucking years. Yeah, the dude uh, this, the guy who owns it now is like second generation or third generation even. Damn. That's yeah. Fucking, it, that's sad. It is. And um, my buddy and his mom were talking about taking it over. It's just it's it's too much money operating costs and what the building needs and financially oh, yeah. it's probably break them. Yeah, you figure that'd be that'd be quite a bit. You know, that'd be a lot of overhead to keep it running because during the damn summer months. What are you? I don't figure there'd be a whole awful lot of work besides make people butchering cows and stuff. It's what it is. It's it's cows and and pork and uh, my buddy has one of those big twenty thousand dollar pull behind smokers, a bumper pull oh, smoker. Yeah. So he'll go and cater events, but even still, he only charges five hundred bucks to do a whole hog. Oh shit. So, Wait I mean, to smoke it, to smoke a whole hog or to butcher to one. To smoke a whole hog and to come to your party, smoke a whole hog and then serve it to your guests is five hundred bucks. Oh shit, cash. dude, he that's does it cheap. For cash. It that's is like it, uh, it's a health price. Yeah, I want to say so, uh, like even to just buy the catering size, like 
Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets or something. I want to say it's $200, and they don't serve shit. They just give you the boxes. Yeah. No, he, he's 500 bucks. Well, I mean, 500 bucks plus the pig. He's not... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... He, it's his service is 500 bucks because he, he hooks a smoker up to his truck, drives to your place, he smokes his pig for fucking, I don't know, 18 hours? Yeah. Four hours or however fucking long it takes to smoke a whole pig or whatever temps he's running. Yeah. And, uh... And, and, you know, he serves you. He catered our fucking, uh, uh, one of our buddies' weddings last year. And he had pulled pork, he had brisket, he had smoked chickens. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I think he yeah. did all that for, like, three grand. Holy shit. Yeah. It, it was the best wedding food I have ever had. See, I want to say the... Oh, man, at my cousin Jesse's wedding, I want to say her brother, I want to say her brother did all the, the meat and stuff, because he, like, every year for Christmas, he smokes a turkey and smokes a ham, and then, like, at our family reunion we had a couple weeks ago, he did, he did uh, brisket one night, then he did pork loin, and then uh, he did, like, whole whole like wog chickens like without giblets whole package one yeah, person yeah. grilled chickens uh and then i want to say another day and then then the entire time he was doing that he was making damn smoked cheese dip like it was going out of style oh shit and damn wolves can fucking eat so so i'd take uh obviously i've known um my buddy i've known him for Oh man, I couldn't even tell you how long. Because we, my parents moved to the town that I grew up in, uh, like I like right after I turned one. So yeah. everybody who I, I know everybody there because I grew up there. Um, yeah. My dad's been a deer hunter for I don't know thirty five forty years. Yeah. So he started taking his deer there. Uh, they had their they had this old location. It was an old warehouse on a train tracks that run through town. Till that burnt down, and they built. Then they didn't buy a uh, build. They bought an old. It used to be an old Oldsmobile dealership in the seventies. Oh shit! Uh, so like you, if they do fish fries on Friday night, so you go sit there and you look down like the epoxy floor, and you can see yeah. old tire tracks from cars that have and and oil slick and all kinds of shit. Yeah, inside the fucking inside the meat market. So, like, the back area where the freezers are was the old shop. You can still see all the fucking bolts oh, wow. around where the fucking lifts used to be and shit. And tire machines and all that good shit. Yeah, you can still see where it was all sitting. So um, That's so fucking cool. Dude, it was awesome. I fucking love that place. There's a, there's a barbecue restaurant in Tulsa. It's over by the Box Center, which is the big convention center. That's where I watched the PBR last year. Um, all right. And I forget what it's called. It's like Willie Willie G's or Willie Somethings, but it's a huge barbecue place. And it's an old Chevrolet dealership. And they haven't changed anything. The floors, they just epoxy coated the floors, like like a clear epoxy on it. Hell yeah. And so it's all, you know, grease and the cracks. And they didn't change up any of the, uh, 
They didn't change up the walls. They're all still old cinder block walls. But what's yeah, cool is it was built way back in the day. I want to say it was 30s or 40s. Okay. Because it's part of the old downtown in Tulsa. So it's got these huge wood beams that come up across like a – and then some of them are riveted metal like an old – like a trestle bridge or some shit like that. Super freaking cool. Just old school with real high ceilings and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, that's awesome. Oh, it's it, it's really cool. And the that's, food's fucking awesome, too. But. Oh, I bet. That's exactly how this place is. Like, they still had all the old shop doors for, like, where, yeah. you know, where, you, where you'd pull cars in. Like, so if you drop off a deer there, you back up to a shop door, they open it up, and there's always a pile of deer sitting there on the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, my God, they're... There's not a lot of huge bucks by us, but there are some monsters killed by us. And yeah. I go in there, I talk to my buddy, I'm like, hey, Travis, what's what's been killed out by me? And he showed me, this one's killed a block away from you, this one was killed a couple miles from you. You know. So you can like figure that. out uh, whose land you need to poach off of? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, it never works out in my favor. Anyways, um... They charged $120 to process a deer and gave you five pounds of deer sticks. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I give my buddy 120 bucks and I don't got to do any of the work? Fuck yeah. That ain't that bad. No, I've, see. Pro- I've processed a couple of deer with other buddies of mine, and we don't do it every day. We're not the best at it. The cuts aren't nice and clean. We're not packaging it up nice. Yeah. He gives you, you know... You bring in a, a deer that dresses out at 180 pounds, and you get you come home with four big bags of meat. Yeah. Fucking everything's nice and labeled. It's all packaged nice. There's another See, guy in the town next to me, but I, I believe he charges double. Oh damn. Yeah. See, we've uh, never had no. we've never had a deer process because we've always done it. We always do it at the house. So what we'll do is we'll uh, like we'll kill we'll cure, kill deer and we'll keep it until we have a couple stacked up, and then we'll sit everybody in the kitchen. So like my dad, he always cuts the meat off the bone, and then my mom she runs it through the grinder, and then me and my older brother, which now that I'm me and my little brother are the only ones left at the house now, now we do it. We would package it up and seal it into, you know, about the same size in a bag. Because most of the time, like we would cut, we would take the back straps and we'd cut those up into steaks. And then the, uh, like the hams, if, you know, or if the shoulders weren't too fucked up, we'd cut that into like stew meat into chunks and then we'd, we'd fillet it or like stake up the the hams on them but yep. everything everything else went to ground most of the time the shoulders went to ground too just because most of the time they were powdered up so you just get little pieces that didn't have a whole lot of bone in them and i've killed all but one of my deer with a bow so we always get our shoulder roast but we just pretty much pick them apart and uh turn yeah. them into jerky or, or stew meat or whatever yeah so we never we never made any into jerky. Like every once in a while, my mom would make uh, summer sausage. Oh fuck! Out yeah. of it. Oh, dude, you'd make yourself fucking sick on that shit. 
Oh, I believe. Yeah. Get you some summer sausage, some damn saltine crackers, squirt you a good old dollop of mustard on them, get some of that good Colby Jack cheese. Oh, <laughs> fucking thought, nut worthy. Our, bu- our, our buddy, the butcher, would make deer sticks. And he, ha- yeah. he has a mild and a spicy, and I'm awfully Caucasian, so I just get the mild ones. And wow. sometimes the mild ones are still pretty hot. Um, oh, dude, they're, he, he makes them like Slim Jims, like kind of one-pound packages. Oh, yeah. oh, fucking good. So fucking good. Well, Hadley and another one of our buddies, they cut up a bunch of, like some goose and some duck and shit, and they cut it with some pork. And they were supposed to make like duck sticks with it, but they haven't finished it. See, that's what we—that's what he does. He cuts his with. Uh, he gives you option: ten, twenty, or thirty percent pork. I always yeah. do thirty percent because otherwise they're dry. Yeah. So like my Which, ground comes back thirty percent, but that's, and that's why I can't use my ground though to make jerky because it will never dry out nice. See, uh, when we when we do ground beef or when we do when we grind up deer meat. We'll do it, uh, we'll use, like, the cheapest fucking fatty de- or, uh, beef you can get, like, in those big-ass tubes, and we'll cut it with that. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, because, like, growing up, I don't think my mom ever used ground beef or anything. Like, tacos, uh, uh, spaghetti, chili, everything was deer meat. So we go to, like, a potluck at church or we go to the mason's lodge and eat when we got invited there and somebody be like oh man you better watch out old damn sue mcmahan or mcgahan man she's got some of that deer chili you better go get you some before it's out and i'm like they don't make a flying fuck to me you know who my parents are yep they eat it all the time yeah we uh there's a restaurant by us called 1776 it's uh, one of those farm-to-table deals. Yeah. And I want to take Mandy out this weekend on a nice date. And I was looking at see what their menu was, and they had venison steaks was, like, their main entree. Yeah. $40 for a venison Holy steak. shit. Just for, like, it's not appetizers, desserts, drinks, anything. Just the steak. 40 bucks. And I guarantee they can't make it any better than any of us. I guarantee the second you spend $40 on a fucking deer steak, you hit a fucking doe driving home. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, my God, yeah. The, the amount of good hunting land I have to pass between that restaurant, which is 10 minutes away, and my house, it's very probable. Yeah. I'm Shit, I run deer out of the driveway all the time in the morning heading to work. See, I, that's why I don't like that damn, that those wild game restaurants and shit all that much, because I'm like... I guarantee you, me or my mom, or I could take this shit to my grandma, and she would make this this taste a hundred percent better. And all I'm out on it is a hunting license and some shells. Yeah, like, about forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, for all, and then the, I mean, I've spent a little more on processing, but yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious to see how they make it. It's just I don't think that they can make it better than I can, and I don't want to be let down by that. Yeah, exactly. So instead, of, do you guys have? Um, that's a chain. It's called Texas Day Brazil. Uh, what? Like in Texas Day Brazil. I have never seen one. They got them in fucking like Vegas. St. Louis has one. 
Uh, it's a Brazilian steakhouse. Like you sit down with a plate, and you got a card. It's red on one side, green on the other. Flip the card up to green, and people are constantly walking past with different cuts of beef, different you know Parmesan crusted pork and Ooh. bacon wrapped lamb and ran, uh, rack of lamb, and they just bring food by. And if they see you got a green card, they put some on your plate, and you go in your happy fucking way. You never have to get up to go get food like a normal buffet. Oh, that's bad. That's like uh, if you ever go to Mobile, Alabama, there's a okay. restaurant down there called, uh, I want to say it's Lowry's or something like that. And that's how they, they feed you. So you get, which you'll order your main meal, but appetizers and shit, or not yep. appetizers, but your sides and stuff, they'll come out in big ass bowls. And they stretch a sheet of wax paper across your each side of the table. Oh, and yeah. somebody will be coming around with a, uh, you know, a thing of fried okra or a thing of mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, some shit like that, and they'll just flop that shit down on you, and you'll eat. And then they throw the rolls also. That's what they're most famous for. I want, I want to say it's Lowry's, but one time we went there, we were visiting my cousin. He worked, he lives in Mobile now, but uh, this the waiter threw a damn roll at me, and I was like 10 fucking bad butter hands. And I dropped okay. that shit, and it hit this lady in the booth behind us. I just shrunk into the table, just tried to disappear. <laughs> like, oh, hit her great. right in the back of the head. Just, <laughs> and it made a perfect, like, a. it sounded like somebody dropped, like, a stick of butter on the fucking concrete floor. Just a, just a little slap. Oh, it was oh, fucking, great. just a thunk. It was bad. Oh, that's fantastic. This place, they got, um, you can you can either go in there and buy, like, the main buffet course deal, or you can buy just a salad bar. And the salad bar there is actually good. Like, they got fancy soups and shit, and yeah. I fucked up. They had fresh mozzarella balls, and I fucking wolfed Ooh. one down. Sit in the pit of my stomach. Kind of fucked me with how much meat I was going to eat. Oh, but yeah. Smoked salmon. It is the best smoked salmon I have ever had anywhere. See, I've never, I've never had salmon. Oh, dude, this shit is. If the you other day, fillet a smoked salmon like this from yeah. from a guy who makes it and sells it, you'd probably pay fifty bucks. So, uh, the other day, me and Hadley were talking about that. He said he, we were talking about some kind of fish, and he said, you know, it kind of tastes like salmon. I was like, that does nothing for me. I don't know what that is what that tastes like and Hadley looks at me and he goes you know what you look like a guy who doesn't know what salmon tastes like so Hadley he's not here to defend himself so I get to make fun of him Hadley messaged Mandy asking about how she makes salmon yeah and Hadley's like I don't have time I might just throw it in a slow cooker and she's like what no absolutely not yeah don't do that to fucking fish (laughs) <laughs> he says he found a slow cooker recipe. He's like, I think I'm just going to throw it in a slow cooker. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Like, the okay. only thing you put in a fucking slow cooker is... Roast. Yeah, fucking roast. That's fucking Still, it. You do or, slow cooker. or you can put soup in it, because you can start all that shit out early in the morning, and then by the time you get back, it's all cooked. Oh, yeah, That's she does. my mom uh, will do quite a bit. She does a beer cheese soup during hunting season, so, like, I'll be putting the guns in the truck, and she's finishing up making the soup, and uh, obviously, being close to Wisconsin, we can get spotted cow, so we'll have spotted cow beer cheese soup, 
uh, as soon as we get home from hunting. Oh, that yeah. shit was a soul. Oh, yeah. That is, that is, oh, I'm, I'm fucking ready for hunting season. Just for, just for what she makes when I get home. I eat like a fucking king here. Oh, but yeah, she, she sent him like a recipe for, uh, I think it's like a maple syrup, brown sugar salmon she makes. Yeah. So, but, uh, oh, fuck. During, during fall, there's a, there's a big festival where my parents are from in Garden, which is a big logging community. And it's called, Ho- or not Hoorah Days. It's called the Forest Festival. Okay. Um, so they'll have, like, all these different loader operators and stuff, which all a loader does is it, it's a fucking loader. It flips over, and you grab a log, and you stack it into a, in the bunks of a truck. Um, so they'll have competitions with them. Like, one of them will be tree climbing, and then they'll have a chainsaw cutting competition. And then one year, or every year, there by the old Presbyterian church, there was a burnt down, I want to say it used to be a damn dry cleaners or some shit. But anyway, that pat, that damn pad is still there. So every year, they'll draw, like, a checkerboard on it, and they'll uh, <laughs> they'll take it, and they'll play checkers with the loaders on these checkerboards with big ass chunks of log. Oh hell Super yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. my dad was co- telling me the other day there's this guy uh who he used to work with because my dad worked in the log woods for from the time he was fourteen to when he got out of college. So he would have been twenty three, twenty four. Um cutting logs and then running a skidder and a loader and all that shit. So uh there's this dude who lives there. His name's Ho Daddy. Like I, okay. I have no idea what his real name is. Just everybody calls him Ho Daddy. So and Ho Daddy is a better operator when he's drunk. Oh, I believe it. A lot of those okay. guys get the shakes when they're sober. Oh yeah. Well, well, Ho Daddy's one of his quotes. He's got two quotes, and me and my dad use it all the time. The first one is. Uh, I'm about to burn this mother down, which is a it's it's a story my fucking uncle told me. I'll tell it in a, in a bit. But the second one is, man, I can I can skid logs where most people can't drag a fucking rope. <laughs> but Ho Daddy went out there at the Forest Festival. He was uh they had a brand spanking new cat log loader set up on like an immaculate fucking Peterbilt, like a three three fifty nine or something like that. Uh just fucking immaculate brand spanking new off the dealership this would have been probably 88 89 it was right after my dad get out of high school uh well ho daddy runs over there and he's about to you know test it out do the little checker competition and they have it at like a hard like a little bit of an idol just barely idling along so people can go and play checkers and shit well ho daddy goes man if my fucker don't run hot enough grabs that damn throttle cable and wounds that bitch all the way the fuck up. It's at like 3,500 RPMs, which is max on those old yeah. school. It probably yeah. had a 3,406, maybe a, a 3,204, 3,206, an old you know, cat engine. Dude yeah. revs that shit all the way up, and he just starts stacking them fucking logs in a pyramid. Where the dealer, the guy from the dealer, he runs over there. He's like, what the fuck? And he goes over there and grabs that damn throttle cable and he idles it all the back down. And damn, Ho Daddy hops out of it and said, Fine. 
You don't know how to run your shit. You run that motherfucker wide open. You don't run it at all. <laughs> he just dips out, disappears after that. Oh and my then, God. like, two hours later, a different dealer guy is there showing around. He hops back in it, does that shit again. That's fantastic. But, I mean, them old diesels can do it. I don't understand why he's bitching. I, I don't know. So when I, know, I but... when I was a mechanic, we'd have. Um, are you familiar with the Ford Power Stroke six four? Uh, the six four is that the one that's the first generation of the compound turbos? That's the only one with compound turbos. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. My my buddy's got one. All right, but yeah, pieces of shit. So they also yeah. have they have them in international medium duties. Uh, they're called the Max Four Seven. Yeah. Exact same engine. So when those things would get all clogged up and um, the DPFs need to be blown out, I had yeah. a brick that I put a piece of tape on that said uh, Justin's unclogging brick, and I would just set it down on the pedal and walk away <laughs> and let it fucking regen. Oh, it wouldn't. They would never fucking international software is fucking terrible. It would never want it to go into regen. Oh yeah. So, um, I had this one that was being a pain in the cock, put a brick on it, walk away, go have my morning cup of coffee, you know, maybe microwave a bowl of soup up so I could sit there and watch it and eat my breakfast or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I hear it start loading up and you can hear it, it's screaming and then I hear RPMs dropping. I'm like, I'm just getting ready to blow. Oh, dude, I blew a fucking brick out of that pipe. You couldn't see you could not see the parking lot. Oh my god. My my um contract manager not contract manager, the, the head dispatcher came out and was like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, fixing your shit. And he's like, You can't just fucking you're smoking out the whole lot. My drivers are freaking out out there. They think something's on fire. I'm like, No, no, no. It's just fixing okay. broken buses is all. It'll be okay. So the guy's like, why is it even that clogged up? Shouldn't this thing fix itself? I'm like, yeah, they should, but they don't. Internationals are. It's like telling a two-year-old not to throw its shit against the wall. It's going to do what it wants. Yeah. So he gets all fucking pissy and mad and goes inside. He's like, I don't understand why you got to sit here and watch this thing. I'm like, well, we're a shop. We're a separate entity from you. You should probably just go back in your office, and I'll tell you when the bus is ready for a route. And he, you know, it's all pissy. He goes back. Next day, I got another one doing the same thing, <clears throat> and one of his dumbass drivers couldn't figure out how to start his old mechanical injection uh, DT. Yeah. Uh, DT four sixty six, and I'm like, you just got to cycle it a couple times. That intake uh, heater's kind of old, and that one's yeah. honestly, it's on its way out. It's ready for either putting a works kit in it or just throwing it away altogether. So. Um, <laughs> He's like, you need to go show him how to start. I'm like, I can't. I've got a brick on a pedal. I've got to watch this thing just in case it decides to run away on me. And this is the end of my time being there. Like, my two weeks are in. Uh, I was getting ready to go into uh, the electrical union. But I was still, you know, I, I like the job. I was good with the bosses. I figured if I don't burn this bridge down here, worse comes to worse, I could always come back here and be a mechanic if the union deal didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to help this guy out, but then don't fucking bother me with any of your dumb bullshit. 
because I got to finish this truck so it can go out on your afternoon route. Otherwise, God only fucking knows what else it's going to need. So I go out there, show the guy how to start it. It was being a little bit cold-tempered. It was cold out that day. So I spray some ether in the intake, fire it up, and I walk away. And as I'm walking back to uh, the bus that I got the fucking pedal on, I hear it loading up. I'm like, I'm just getting ready to go. And instead of it blowing the brick out, I hear a big bang. And then I I hear it kind of it sound it kind of sounds like a lope, you know, like if you got like a lopey cam and a diesel engine. Yeah. That thump it makes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I know exactly what happened. Put my hand over the intake, and you can feel it pushing air back out at you. Oh fuck! Clog that shit up. Yeah, so bad that it hung a valve and piston punch valves. Mm. So, my last day on the job, I was, um, shit was just falling apart there, and corporate was getting pissy with all the engines we were doing, because our, our fleet was getting old, and yeah. uh, it, it just was what it was. I drove it fucking 20 miles down the road to a different shop that was to put the engine in for us. Because I had an engine sitting in a spare engine sitting in a shop. I'm fucking calling them like, get your fucking door bays ready. Get a fucking route for me to go in. I've had no oil pressure for like the last five miles. She's screaming. The fucking overheating light is on. I'm going to run it in there. And it stalled as soon as I got in the shop. <laughs> fucking made it. <laughs> I fucking made it. Fuck. Dude, I've seen some great shit. I miss, I miss some of the weird shit I come across when I was a mechanic. We had a Duramax that smelled like barbecue sauce because it blew the egg gaskets. That was a what? Yeah, it was weird. I never, I've, I've seen a lot of blown head gaskets in my day because I specialized in uh, the Ford 6.0. We had a uh, 2007 LMM Duramax. It was the late year seven. Yeah. Um. And it was just—it smelled like fucking like sweet baby, sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. I'm like, oh shit's fucked. Go tell my the shop for him. Like, hey, yes, I got I got a bad one here. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, it smells like barbecue sauce. He goes, you're not saying head gaskets. I'm like, I think so. Fucking degas bottle is brown as shit. Either it needs coolant really bad, and somebody contaminated it with something else, which I'd seen at a shop previous where they sent us mineral spirits and coolant barrels. So you can, imagine, you can imagine what that did to a whole fleet of trucks. Fuck. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, it was that was an older fleet too. It was all six O's and Max <laughs> uh, uh, pre-Max Force DTs, 2007 mission DTs. Fucked yeah. everything. I had worked for months. It was all engine work. It was great. Um, yeah, it ended up being head gaskets and uh, Duramax engine shoved into a van body. Oh, that's a bitch to work on. Well, the Duramaxes are hard to work on anyway, especially doing engine shit. Because, uh, like, the injectors and shit, all the hold downs are on the outside of the fucking head. Yeah, now put that in a van body. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I did it. Uh, I did it just fine. I'm, so I didn't, I didn't take it apart because I had a Max 4.7 in pieces. I had a shop truck in pieces. And I had a 6.0 in pieces that fucking... Um, those old uh, VT365 6.0 power stroke, they got, when the low-pressure oil pump kind of starts getting 
uh, kind of week. The fucking needle bearings in the roller lifters don't get enough oil. Yeah, and they'll start seizing up and. Yep, suck one through the oil pump and chew a yeah. cam up. I had one of those I was dealing with along with the Max 4.7 that fucking blew up during regen. And uh, our 5.4 shop truck, we had a 5.4 Triton shop truck. It fucking uh, broke the cam phaser. So I had that in pieces. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time to do the fucking power stroke. Somebody else is going to have to do that. Or the Duramax. So the other guy did that. And he got transferred before the new engine showed up. I was so fucking pissed because I got to put it back together. After he took it all apart? Yes. Probably didn't mark any fucking wires or... Didn't mark anything. Yeah. All the bolts went into a box. Oh, isn't that the best? Oh, and the pictures you sent me were garbage. I'm not I'm not a Duramax guy. I know how to work on them, but I'm not a Duramax guy. See, that's like... I'm doing a rebuild right now on a D9. Does We have it completely full of powertrain rebuild. So... Transmission, final drives, full roller front or full undercarriage, uh, fam, track adjusters in the roller frame, engine, transmission, uh, all your implement and your steering pump and your brake pump and fan motor, all that shit getting tore down in pieces. And so I haven't worked on it in fucking two weeks because we've been, we haven't had parts to, to jack with it. So all oh. the bolts. When I started taking bolts out of shit, I put them in damn plastic bags, and I wrapped the. Once we got done with that shit, I'd wrap the plastic bags in painter's tape and mark what they went to, so they're all fucking lined up on this big ass metal table. What they go to. Oh yeah, that's the way to do it. I so what I did since I was taking apart international school buses, I would put all my parts in the order they came off in rows in the, the seats. Seat. <laughs> yep, so I knew. Dude, I just walk to a seat, grab the parts, go back to the seat, grab parts. Oh, my God. So um, an international 6.0 pays 60 hours to remove and replace one. I can do one in less than 10 hours because of my system. I fucking fly through them. Yeah. They, they fucking That's like removing love and, it. They quote... Uh... Uh, I want to say it's 16 hours to remove and install an uh, engine on a little skid steer like a 279 or a 299D model. Yeah. Uh, and if it's a regular, if it's a D model, which a D model uh, where the your your hydrostat and your pump and all that shit slides up against the coupling on the back, it's got two bolts on either side. And if you can get the left-hand bolt, it's a 14-millimeter 12-point. you got to use a torque adapter on it. They're always tight as fuck. If you can get those bolts out easy, you can do one in, uh, you can, after you take the headset and all that shit off, you can, you can remove it in probably eight out, eight hours counting, removing all that shit. But normally remove and install headset is on a different, uh, segment, but yeah, they quote 16 hours for it and it probably doesn't only take, but maybe 10, 12 to do that. That ain't bad. You're still making time on it. Yeah, which I'm not I'm not flat rate. I'm I'm hourly. Yeah, flat rate sucks. I did flat rate for a couple years and it was nice at first and you're getting nothing but gravy work. And then when work slows down, 
it sucks. And then when you get a really shitty service manager, it sucks even more because they start fucking with you. Like, if you piss off your service manager, they can make it so you don't get paid. Pretty like, much. And so I fucking, like, fuck this. You guys keep this shit. That's why, I didn't, yeah. that's why I stopped working at dealerships and started doing fleets. They gave you all the overtime you want, and it was nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's how we are at CAT. Uh, oh, yeah. But, like, so I saw something. You were talking about DPF shit earlier about yep. stuff not wanting to regen. So on some of the 305s, which are little bitty excavators, they have a uh, – there's a, a – product update for them or a service letter out for them causing them to regen too much like no shit every time you turn the key it'll try to fucking regen pretty much but what that and it's all early hours so this machine came in and it was a grave digger so he didn't have but like 300 hours on it maybe yeah uh, which is zero fucking hours so it came in and it just wouldn't stop regening so i just start fucking I, nobody knew anything about it, so I just start taking the DPF shit off. And then finally, I broke a damn bolt on it. Or I didn't break a bolt. Uh, one of the sensors was locked in there, just seized in there. So yep. it twisted off, so I had to take the whole DPF filter, the housing, out of it. Well, when I had to split it to get it open, I noticed that parts of the insulation around the actual the honeycomb, the filter element, was coming up, and it was stopping up the... Uh, the actual filter and then i got to doing some looking on there's a there was a product you know a a service letter out on it so luckily we got it covered by warranty because i had like a retarded amount of hours on it troubleshooting and we had put in a dsn which is a dealer support network which is where you go talk to uh like the actual manufacturers yeah so we did that shit for forever and we i finally fucked up enough that we figured that i figured out what it was hell yeah so i had a, I had a buddy who's um works for navistar he is uh what was i say what is he he is probably a tc engin- no no he's bigger than, he's a service engineer for the entire east side of the united states like from fucking indiana down to uh, whatever the fuck south of Indiana over to Maine. Oh well. Yeah, he, he's a big boy. He's um, got a master's degree in diesel engine theory and. Oh well. Yeah, he uh, he has the power through Navistar to fire um, people who work for international, like international rush truck centers. He can walk in and tell people get the fuck out. Oh wow! Yeah, he's he's big boy. He's a. I I had a truck that was just would throw random fucking injector failure codes. I'm like, but it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, So I'm like, all right, check my compression. I'm good. Check my valves. Everything's good. So I call him and uh, find out truck's under warranty still. I'm like, hey, sending this thing through. He goes. He goes. uh, All right, cool. I told him what location he's going to. Send it there, and I get get a call back a month later. Nothing wrong with it. You guys are fucking wrong. I'm like, I've got all these numbers. I'm not wrong. It ended up being um, a broken. It was weird. It was intermittent. 
it would only happen when uh, the engine reached a certain degree. Uh, fuel like pressure a, sensor fucking up. Like a can data wire or some shit like that? No, this is pre-canned cam. Oh, wow. This is old international. Everything is purple. Good luck. Every wire is purple no matter what. <laughs> oh, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's You could turn on a fucking... You can have a block with a hole in it and the computer say, yep, no problems here. Mm. So it got to be a big deal where they're like, there's nothing wrong with something. I'm telling you, I got problems. I just sent a warranty and I don't got time to fucking deal with it. It got so bad that he went down there and yelled at him. He's like, I, I opened up a fucking warranty claim on it. I'll be there and I'll fucking deal with it. I'm like, all right, cool. But once, uh, once the engine would reach like 170 degrees there was enough heat to where there was enough resistance in the sensor that was failing it would shut the truck off and it wouldn't start for a long time yeah it was weird very weird like the element inside the sensor cracked yeah anywho all right i got another ho daddy story if you want to hear it all right let's hear it okay so my uncle it's christmas morning he comes in the into my grandma's house. He goes, "Man, I got a story for you." And me and my dad were sitting there like, "What? What do you mean?" He goes, "Yesterday, I was at the dang at Doug's, which is a gas station there where they live." He goes, "Man, Ho Daddy came in there, bought him two Tallboy Bush lights, and there was like a sale deal on the outside, but they didn't run it through on the register." Or, the sign that said there was a sale on them was fucking bad or something, or it was out of date, and they hadn't removed the sign or something. Anyway, Hoday gets pissed off. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So Hoday, right. he has all these piece of shit old Fords. Like, one of them is like a 77. It's a green uh, F350 with a with a wrecker bed on it and chrome stacks. It's Hell got this. Yeah. It's got this fucking stump pulling of a damn 460 in it, and it's just, it's a sweet rig. Anyway, he hops out in that truck, and right before he leaves the door, he goes, "I'm about to burn this mother down." And he reaches out there, he gets to the damn to his truck, slams the door, fires it up, and he starts doing a burnout underneath the gas pumps. He makes one lap around the store comes back through beer cans up in the air makes another lap beer cans almost the beer cans still up in the air makes a third lap cuts out on the highway all you see is a crushed beer can fling out the fucking out the fucking window fucking love it the day before christmas at 6 a.m that's fantastic so i worked at this chop shop and we used to get drunk at lunch and do dumb shit at our, our holding lot. We found a dead cat and uh, buckled it into a truck that we had there. We built fucking ramps. And all our shop vehicles were like mid-90s fucking uh, Grand Caravans. So we'd yeah. fucking jump the Grand Caravans from ramp to ramp. Oh, my God. Fucking drag race. Uh, those big... Um, do you guys have the company Asplen by you? Asplen Forestry? I think it's nationwide. Yeah, the tree cutters, big old orange trucks. Yeah, they got, uh, they have GM 8 ones in them. A lot oh, of the really? old ones do. 
So we got a shitload of those. We used to drag race those. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a GM81 paired with a NV4500 transmission. Yeah. So we used to drag race those around. We had a bunch of old internationals and Peterbilts. We used to drag race in the mud. Oh, we used to fucking destroy shit. We had a we had a day where we had a parts war. We were playing dodgeball with parts that we were ripping off of trucks. So I fucking ripped the steering knuckle off of an old F-350 and fucking whipped it at somebody. Holy fuck. It went through the windshield of another F-350, and we all looked at each other. I'm like, we're getting a little fucking out of hand here. <laughs> Throwing bumpers and shit at each other. That was a fun place. Hmm. It was like, it's like that uh, West Coast chopper show, but for real. Oh, shit. That oh, was damn. How it worked. I saw a meme. You know that, that West Coast Choppers meme where it's talking about, you know, just a random day on a, on a small family-owned farm where they're screaming and they're throwing shit and they uh, fucking Paul Sr. kicks the fucking door in half. and Yeah. Paul Jr. fucking just flips all those tables over and they rip the TV off the wall. That's what the fucking meme was. <laughs> We, uh, we would, like, if somebody was, like, really intense diag on a truck, we'd come up behind them with a can of ether and lighter and light their ass on fire. Oh, Fuck yeah. It. We took BB guns and shot the lights out in the shop over trucks that people were working on. Oh, my God. We had a raccoon once. It was stuck in the fucking uh, fan shroud of an international. And to get it out, uh, the one dude hops in, fires it up, and just pegs it until the fan eventually shakes the raccoon loose and just fucking spreads it. that shit. Oh, dude. The floor, the walls, the doors, the ceiling, everybody's toolboxes, raccoon guts. It's fucking so, painted walls. We had that shit happen at the farm, so... We had this old 99 Chevrolet one-ton, and so we drive it from our house up to the farm, which it's probably 300 yards, but it's straight uphill. So it'd get a little bit warm. You know, not hot, but it'd just get a little bit warm. One year, it was really, really cold that year. I want to say it was like 20 degrees. We had ice. Well, one of my dad's buddies had donated us some barn cats. And so it gets hot. That engine's hot. My grandpa runs inside, picks up chickens, does some other farm stuff, gets back in the truck, starts the engine, and all you hear is a meow and a fucking cat in half. Broke a fucking blade off the damn, uh, off the, the fan, raped the belt, broke the damn uh, spindle. Or the hub on the damn water pump ended up poking a hole in the radiator. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like $400 <laughs> worth of damage. And fucking dad's buddy dumped all those damn cats up there. So the only thing me and my brother did for probably a week was just hunt down them damn cats. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome. All right, bud. Well, I got fucking working about. Five hours and same. Yeah, they 
We're sorry about the fucking gap in episodes. It's been a scheduling nightmare. Last week, yeah. there's technical difficulties. It just, it was bad. Fucking Hadley broke his computer, so we can make fun of him, too, since he's not here. It's because he's gay. It is because he's gay. Uh, he looks up. What's that one dude who does all the gay porn? He keeps talking about him. I forget what his name is. I have no idea. I don't know. It's something about enlarged something. Are you talking about Wood? The black dude with the massive wiener that's in all the memes? Um, I know he mentioned Wood. It was a different guy. Oh. Something, no, I don't it has know something them. to do with enlarged, whatever. I, regardless, Hadley's on some weird sites on his personal computer, and he gave his computer AIDS, so his computer's dead. <laughs> Scotty Goggles broke his face, so he's he's okay. Luckily, it uh, happened after his birthday, which was, I think the last episode was his birthday episode. Huh. Yeah. That was a fun one. Logan came on and felt really dumb. So that was great. Uh, other than that, I guess our season's about ready to kick off, so we should have better episodes than this. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Ray, do you want to drop social media or anything? Uh, if you just look up Reed Renfro and look for the, the guy who looks like uh, Ron White, I should be the only one. Well, that, that, it's easy to find. We've all got him. Yeah. Uh, look up uh, our whole podcast on Instagram and Official Dead or Alive on Instagram. Uh, we're on official underscore dead or alive is on TikTok. Reed, I don't know if you've talked to Hadley. Hadley said he was going to make a TikTok for podcast. Huh? No, he hasn't said anything about that. God damn it! He said he was gonna. We're gonna flood TikTok with videos of shit dying. That's the goal here. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. So uh, join join the closed Facebook group, which is obviously the Garhold Podcast. If you're listening to this, odds are you're probably already in it. But if you're new, check it out. Check out our older episodes. Um, I guess tell your friends about us if you if you don't want them thinking too many weird thoughts about you or they already don't think much of you. True. So there's that. True. There's that. And uh, go fuck yourself. Retweet.